I got a kite for my birthday. And during the summer, there was not enough wind to make it worthwhile. But then in November, the wind got up and we went to Bodega Head, where there are no trees with which to entangle a kite. And I flew the kite and there was a good uh, onshore breeze and the kite went rocketing up into the sky towards the heavens, taking my heart with it. What exhilaration, what excitement. So the song that concludes Mary Poppins speaks to me. A song of joy, a song of redemption, a song of resurrection. The Banks family, whom you will remember, was going downhill rapidly. George Banks was a workaholic and then lost his job, and he had neglected his family. But his losing of his job was a blessing in disguise, for now he had time to fix the family kite, which was broken, and go out on the heath and fly the kite with his family as he sang, oh, 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 let's go fly a kite up to the highest height. I would sing this, but I don't have much voice this morning. Let's go fly a kite and send it soaring through the atmosphere up where the air is clear. Oh, let's go fly a kite. So the message for this morning and for this coming year is, oh, 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 let's go fly a kite. When I was a kid, it was after World War II, and there were a number of war stories that came out in pan paperbacks, and I lapped them up and read them, and one of them was about a fighter pilot who was called Douglas Bader, whom none of you have heard about, but you ought to have heard about because he was a great guy. He was credited with 22 aerial victories, during the Battle of Britain. He was shot down in 1941. He spent the rest of the war as uh, in a prisoner in the concentration camp in Kolditz Castle. That's another story. And all of this after he had had both legs amputated in a flying accident in 1931. The reason I tell you all of this is because he has a biography and the title of the biography is significant. By Paul Brickhill, it's called Reach for the Sky. So the message for the coming year is, go fly a kite, go reach for the sky. A number of people have ascended into the heavens. Do you remember Yuri Gagarin went up and he looked around from his space capsule and says, I don't see God anywhere here. Trouble was, he didn't have any imagination. Some have reached for the sky, like Elijah, who ascended in a whirlwind into heaven in a fiery, fiery chariot. And Jesus himself ascended into the sky, and a cloud took him out of the sight of his disciples all of these reaching for the sky. Remember that back in the olden days, before our time, people believed that there was a flat earth and that the earth was covered with a great 
dome or, can, or canopy or, or what's called in the Bible a firmament. And it was really good that the dome was there because there's a lot of water floating around and we don't want it to be flooded with that water like Noah was way back. And so we are protected by the dome and instead we get soft, refreshing rain. And up above the dome is where you will find God. God seated upon a throne surrounded by the four living creatures and the 24 uh, angels and the streets are paved with gold and the gates are made of pearls. And from his vantage point up above all things, God sees all that goes on in our lives, in the lives of the world. And from his vantage point, he sees if you've been naughty or nice, or in the words of the Bible, whether you have been righteous or whether you have been wicked. And uh, at different times, there have been connections between the world up there, heaven above us, and the world down here. Remember that Jacob saw a vision of angels going up and down. I've always thought that it was a pretty long ladder reaching up to the heavens that the angels were going up and down on. And St. John the Divine, who wrote the book of Revelation, begins by telling us that he went up into heaven and a door opened and he went up and saw all that was up there. In the Gospels, we read about Jesus uh, when he prayed, he didn't look down and shut his eyes like so many of us do, but he looked up to the heavens. When he broke the five barley loaves and shared them with the multitude, he looked up to heaven when he prayed. And when he raised Lazarus from the dead, he prayed and he looked up to the heavens. In our sophistication, we of course know that there isn't actually a dome up there. But with our imagination, we can imagine that it is a metaphor rather than a reality. And it stands, the heavens stand for the presence of God up above us. And if we would find God, we need to look up and seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. So we should not have our eyes downcast preoccupied by what goes on around us, often not very palatable, but we should look up towards where God is and where Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, and particularly during the Christmas season, for there is much about looking up in the Christmas stories. When the angel Gabriel came to Mary and announced that she would be the mother of Jesus, she said to him, he said to her, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and name him Jesus. He will be great, called the Son of the Most High, the Son of the One who is up above in the heavens. And so also, when we sing our Christmas carol, one of my, the best ones, once in Royal David City, which, alas, is not very common in the United States, but was sung all the time in Britain, written by Mrs. Alexander, the great hymn writer. Uh, the, the Christmas carol, which is, I think, really good theology, 
once in royal David's city. And the verse begins, um, He came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all. When the shepherds were out in the fields, if they had had their eyes downcast, they would have missed the great show when all of the angels came and sang glory to God in the highest. If the wise men in the east had had their eyes downcast, they would not have looked up and seen the star in the east that led them to the stable where Jesus was. So, let us in this coming year look up and look towards God who sees all things and loves all things and created all things and who watches over us. One last word. Let us not forget the one who flies through the air over the rooftops upon Christmas Eve in a slave drawn by Rudolph and other reindeers too in order to bring presents to the little children. And as he finishes his work, he is up, up and away and his parting word to all as he drove out of sight was, Happy Christmas to all and to all a good night. And I say to you, Happy New Year. Amen to that. Amen.